0: but we're just not trying to be a billion-dollar company. We're not trying to break records. We're not trying to take over. We're trying to like live really f- fun lives and make sure that our our company and our employees live really fun lives and yes. rich lives. Yes,
1: that's, that's so true. I should have saved this, but I was... Welcome to the Open House Podcast, where women talk real estate. I'm Christina
0: Modaris. And I'm Steph Douglas. I just took Charlie on a walk and... First of all, it's it was 8.30 and we walked outside and it, it felt like you just walked into a sauna. Yeah. It was, it's so bad. And then she found a puddle of mud, like a huge field of mud, and she ran. She was like so relieved and she ran through it so hard. So we just took, gave her a bath. So that's been <laughs> my morning. It's been so gross.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think we need like a, we were talking, we need like an indoor Austin dog park because it's just brutal out there. Free business idea, free yeah,
0: million it. dollar idea. Seriously, and <laughs> I I was like, this is so incredibly off topic, but like people are having le- fewer kids and they're having more dogs. Like the dog industry is not a bad place to invest. <laughs> That's true.
1: Also, you know what a good pop up for the summer in Austin? Like just yes. rent a huge warehouse. I'm sure there's plenty of them out <gasps> there for rent. Yes. I, I'm like, should we do this? Like-
0: I know, like Spirit Halloween. Their signal. Yes. We yes. could we could go off season with Spirit Halloween,
1: <laughs> literally, and just rent a warehouse and like hire someone to clean up the the grossness of yeah. poop and pee and and just let them run around in a warehouse
0: <laughs> with some cold AC. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's I mean, genius. Maybe put some um, like bar in there for the adults. Like, get a brewery yes. to come in and and yeah. I mean, yes. Should we go? Genius.
0: (laughs) Turf, turf in there, and then some like, you know, obstacles or whatever. Man. Yeah, because it is brutal here. If you're not in Austin, we have triple digits for the next 10 days into like 106. And Hmm. it's just no no way to live. So I'm ready to get the hell out of here. (laughs) You're
1: leaving, right? Well, I'm I was supposed to leave for July and August, but we I am leaving for two weeks in July. I was gonna like work remotely and then, but we so we're renovating. We got a new office space, and our designer comes the last week of July. July. So I think hopefully we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so i'm I probably need to be home for like two to three weeks, I'm assuming. So yes. who knows what August will bring, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Two weeks yeah. is a start. I yeah. uh, I think I'll be gone uh, collectively 2 weeks during that during the awful times. Yeah. Also, but just not at the same time. But it is just like it just degrades your quality of life and really I'm leaving on a plane which you can bring Levy but Charlie can't come with mm-hmm. us, and so she has to stay in this heat, and so we have to figure out a way to get her out of here too. Yeah, Ugh, I know road
1: trip. We're we're road tripping to Florida, actually. Oh yeah. So we're. To have, we're so you have your car? Her. Yeah, I think mainly to have a car, and we're going to be there for two weeks, so it'll be, it'll be worth it. In like the the flights i mean they're not they're cheap i don't know why we're doing it we i every time i do it i'm like never again but it's it'll be fine we're going to new orleans and i'm excited
0: it's not that far right it's like 12 hours yeah
1: it's not great but we can split it up we always stop in new orleans for a day and then the next day it's like a five four or five hour drive perfect
0: yeah. Man. Yeah. Summer. So I love that you've been that we haven't talked about this, but your summer bucket list is so cute. I have it right next to me.
1: I have to hang it up. I have to like finish it and then hang it up <gasps> somewhere where I can see it. It's
0: so cute. What are some <laughs> highlights?
1: Just like a couple. The nerdiest one is
0: eat a snow coat.
1: <laughs> Oh, like
0: that, my friend said that was the most wholesome thing. <laughs> that is so wholesome. You should do that in New Orleans. They have like Ooh. legendary snowballs.
1: Yes. Okay. That's perfect. <laughs> Let's see. Ooh, one that I think you will really like is, and we could maybe plan together, is a field day. Oh my like god! A fun field day, like just games all day. There has to be water involved because, as we yes. mentioned, the heat. But yeah, I think that also you would like outdoor movie. I guess Alan would oh, like that. Oh yeah, paint with watercolors, another wholesome one. So cute, but oh my yeah, god. guys, it- make. I think I saw a TikTok on this. This guy was like, yes. "We used to," which I think he's like a Gen Z-er, but maybe. I was like, I-, I think this was something that I used to do, like write all the fun like lists oh, yeah. of things you wanted to do this summer. And then I was like,
0: yeah, I want to do that. That's so sweet. And my friend Megan did it. We hmm. should do this seasonally. We should do it for the yes. fall it's so it's such a good idea Ooh, that would be a fun like team activity oh that would be fun <laughs> all of these I know I oh, in nor I just got back from New Orleans and I was I don't know why I, I sometimes I just get like fixated on things and I was trying to rank everybody on the trip on how fast their hundred meters would be
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say rank them on the trip of like how much they were fun like how fun they were how on the how fun they were <laughs> no
0: <laughs> But I was just like, do you think that you could beat me in 100 meters? And some people will be like, um, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> it's so silly. And so I 100 meter really run? Uh, yeah, like 100 meter race. Oh. <laughs> it's like one stretch of the, like it's one fourth of the track. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah. 100 meter. Gosh. Yeah. It's like a sprint.
0: Yeah. I know. I loved it. I, I ran it in middle school. Would they say that? Who, who <laughs> said they could beat you? There was, like, a couple of dudes that could say, that'd say that they could mm, beat me. And then my yeah. bestie from middle school and high school who, like, we kind of, like, were we, – we competed a lot. And <laughs> she thought she could beat me. But it's fast? fast.
1: I've never, I, like,
0: sprinted next to you. <laughs> I know. I, I was fast in middle school. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> and then like <laughs> oh soccer i i you know hundred yeah. meter dash <laughs> we should yeah we should move forward okay but we're going to the retreat house next week speaking of summer and pools yeah
1: i'm excited yes i'm excited i guess full transparency our retreat house needs to yeah. work like we so steph and i with one other friend bought a house in leander but it's kind of like near lake travis i guess yeah. Um, it's in like the like Valente and, area. Or like yeah. Valente. Yeah. And we renovated it and then we added a pool and then we, we probably use it like a handful of times every year to go do retreats with our team. And then we just go there with friends and it's, it's a really sweet hangout place. It's like a nice true retreat where there's like nature around and it's like, it's yeah. nice. Um, but we've kind of like let it, yeah. go a little bit <laughs> properties need attention <laughs> yeah there's like
0: there's just little things and it's, it honestly it was like the first round of renovation was like big and then there was just like things that didn't work like we put stuff into the walls and then they fell out or like the door handles there's like the systems that we put in that we thought were going to work are not working so it's going to be like three days of probably some like annoying frustrating things but like after afterwards will feel so much better.
1: I'm going to take some of the stuff that we do at our me and my sister have a house in Florida. So taking some of that those things and um, kind of elevating the experience, even just like we provide like right now I went there and they have like Fiesta, like a purple laundry detergent that kind of just like smells like chemicals and is there's like fake plants around. It just is like A cheesy, a little bit of a cheesy vibe that I'm gonna just clear out, and like, I think just having some elevated uh, supplies and like just clearing out clutter will be will make it way better. We're getting a new couch because our couch there is like disintegrating, (laughs) literally, almost literally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it needs to be more of a premium experience, and and it does it just doesn't take that much to get it there, and so it's exciting to. I mean, it's frustrating that we let it get to this point, but it was really – we were like, this is so passive and it just can't be as passive as we and once thought. No. Right. And we do have a property
1: manager and I think just like setting the standard with them of like this is our expectation. I'm just like embarrassed of our reviews and like I want to be able to show that to our clients and like our company and and be proud of it. So um, for my own ego purposes too, I'm like, I need this to be
0: way better. (laughs) And for our own (laughs) enjoyment purposes, like we, we went up there with our team hoping to have like a really nice time. And the whole time we were all like, oh, this doesn't work. And the pool is 104 degrees. And like all of these things, (laughs) it was, yeah. (laughs) Casually (laughs) 104. And just the, the, the frustrating, it's just like not a luxury experience for us either. So, so yeah. We'll, we'll keep everyone updated. Follow along yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about today? We've been a company for four years.
1: Yes. June 1st was our, our four-year birthday. And I think, I don't know if we
0: told everyone, but yeah, Steph and I kind of forgot yes. about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We literally recorded a podcast that day and I didn't know. mention it.
0: <laughs> and then our team, our team threw us a surprise party, which I do think that we mentioned on here and it was incredibly sweet. But I keep getting different responses. What are you getting? Like people are saying, oh my gosh, it's been four years. It seems like it's been – or it seems like that's so long. I can't believe you've been in business for that long. And then someone yesterday was like, four years, that's it? It seems like you've been in business for so long, you know? Yeah, that's – Hmm. I mean, I guess me and you have been talking – to all of
1: our community all of our friends and family about real estate long before we started open house austin so maybe it just seems like way longer to some people because like even we started our our launch party is kind of when we say when we started but we started i think like even a year before that because we were getting everything ready we were renovating this office space like um, that's true so wow full circle that's true like we can't (laughs) it's hard to have a
0: launch party when you haven't Like it's not, that's not the very first thing you do, but we did have it on June 1st, 2019. So we definitely, and like our LLC was actually started on January 1, 2019. And then before that there was, you know, we had already bought the building. So, so yeah, I guess you're right. It has been probably about five years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, which, and I don't know, has it felt like, what has it
1: felt like to you? Has it felt like a long time or short time?
0: I think, I think a little bit of both. I think, I taught elementary school for for seven years, but one one school for two years, and then another school for five years. And so I just haven't done things for that long ever. You know? Have you? That seems like a long time. I know to me seven though. years is a really long time. Five yeah. years or seven years? Five years at like
1: especially in your early twenties, yeah. I I did things for like a year and then was just like bye, and not because I was like. ADHD or whatever I just like wasn't I think I weirdly trusted my gut and I used to tell myself like oh you're just being a cop out like I remember my friend when I moved to Austin I didn't have a job and I was desperately looking for I wanted to be in music events or like some sort of like fun like uplifting career funny i got into like weddings which is whatever i wasn't but it was like better than like my friend was like working at a hotel and she's like i can get you a front desk job and i was like absolutely not i'm not doing that like not because i was above it but because i knew that if i did that i would be i would it's not for me i would be so miserable doing it i just would be bad at it and i held out for like a month to and then i got a job at circuit of americas which honestly was. Great, which is a great first experience for me. But at the time, I was like, "Wow, I'm just being a cop out. Like, I should work at this job. Like, I should just make this money and do it." But I think I was starting to learn to trust my gut, and like, I did that through every little like movement of my career. Like, through, <laughs> like every job, I was like clawing my way to something better and better each time. And I wasn't going to stay stagnant in something that I that wasn't helping me grow. Yeah. So it, it was it was nice. But I mean I think you found teach teaching was probably super inspiring to you. And after a few years you probably were like, this is now a lot. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean I thought I felt I found my calling. I was like I, I felt like they the my uh admin and my principals made me feel like I was a prodigy. Like they were like, oh my God, you know, they would give me all this feedback. Like this is what you're meant to do and you're helping people and you're making a difference. It's like, there's a lot of martyr talk in teaching. Like you're, you're doing so much for these kids. So you should be sacrificing your health and your mental health and your social life. And, you know, so I was like, yeah, this is what I do. And then I taught at a public school for uh 2 years and then I moved to a charter which was a big pay raise but a huge uh hour increase like I was working it was a, probably a downgrade in hourly pay but my my mission and my values were just like this is I'm doing I'm doing it this is like a a higher level of me doing what I'm meant to do and then I was like physically ill and mentally ill and <laughs> I uh found real estate and I'm so happy that I did but it it was really interesting first and I I wouldn't trade it I think I learned so much like like administrative skills a small what, whatever I have it's from that job so so yeah it's a wild the path that we take <laughs> yeah and and 5 years in the grand scheme of things five, sorry is it seven well, or five? I, I was did it both? Seven, what, seven was, for is, total, <laughs> five years at my charter, or two years okay. at the, the. But yeah, five, it, seven it, seven of years of teaching, which yeah, sounds seven yeah. years. What are we thirty four? That's a that's a fifth of my life. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, but but I mean, it's not that much time in the grand scheme of things. When you're in your twenties, it does seem like forever. at Um, but yeah, you, and it was good experience for you to get where we are Uh, now, which,
0: yeah, which is amazing. I remember people like older in, in the industry would be like people, most people don't last five years in teaching my, like my first year. And I was like, Oh, whatever. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to work my way up. I'm going to be a principal. And when I realized that the principal's job looked fucking awful. I was like, Oh my God, wait, this is not it. I I was going to climb my way up. I was going to be an assistant principal. Then I was going to be a principal. Then whatever that looks like. First of all, it looked really uncomfortable and really hard. And also the pay increase was like a fraction. I was like, this is, this can't be, this can't be it. So, so yeah, I'm, I feel very grateful for our company We were talking – I was talking to some friends the other
1: day about like Waffle House. And I was like, well, Waffle House pays their employees a lot. And I was like, I don't know, like 65 to 70. And someone was like, no, that's not a lot. And like they pay them like 80 to 85. And I was like, they make more than (laughs) teachers? What? So I was like, teachers – don't make 85 like are you serious I was so I was like this is so stupid like teachers should make like 200 at least like they do so much and
0: they they're they're sculpting like our (sighs) our country like why why would I know it's so crazy I my (laughs) my starting salary was 43 in 2013 or sorry no my starting salary was 43 in 2008 and no what am I saying no, two thousand thirteen. Twenty 2013, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I graduated high school in two thousand seven. <laughs> but I just looked it up again just out of curiosity. And the starting salary is not that much higher for Austin Austin ISD. And it's been ten years. So so yeah, there's hmm. definitely needs to be some some reform. But but yeah, here we are. What do they make? Like sixty? That's a that's a lot for a teacher. They're I think they're in like the, the mm-hmm. low fifties.
1: Well, <laughs> I was just like I, it's funny that like my friend was like no so insulted that i would say 65 for waffle house employees but then i was like but but teachers don't make that like yeah. what am i supposed to assume that like a good salary for a waffle house like manager right. it was for a manager is 85 a year it's so wild <laughs> which maybe it's a little less i don't know maybe it it yeah. ranges but like
0: i would not assume that that's how much yes. they could make and the salary range in general right now is so Huge because of tech salaries. Like I do think that there's been a pullback because of the economy, and it, people aren't getting $300, $400, 500 dollars salaries as much as they were. But like we're ranging from thirty thousand to five hundred thousand dollars in salaries. It's so wild. I don't know. I don't know how mm. to solve it, but
1: <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I mean, I could live off of twenty seven thousand twenty. I made like. When I worked at Circuit of the Americas, I wasn't doing anything glamorous. I was like the beverage manager hauling things, like working long hours, crazy hours. But I was making like $27,000 a year. And I was like, I'm rich. (laughs) I'm in luxury. But like that was, yeah, like 10 years ago. Oh, was it? Uh, Nine years ago? That was like nine years ago. 10 years ago? Anyway, doesn't matter. And I was a single like I was living with f- four other people <laughs> in an old house for $500. Of, like of course yeah. I was like that was oh. I was a young person in my 20s, didn't need anything, didn't have kids, didn't
0: yes. like <laughs> didn't yes, know what I was yes, doing. Yes, yes. I remember feeling so rich too. At 43,000 I was like this is amazing because I'd never had I mean coming from college where you just had literally nothing extra. And then I remember going on a trip and like my mindset was just to like cut costs at all costs. And I was like, oh my God, I could like go eat at a restaurant. It was luxury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, well, how, how do you feel change. about four years versus – or four, four slash five years? Like how long does it feel to you? So I listened to this podcast a while ago called
1: The Longest Shortest Time. It was about children. Like I think Yes, but that's how I feel. I was like, it was the longest time. It was the shortest <laughs> time. It feels like both to me. So yeah, I, I think I think like when we first started, that felt so long ago. But then I look at photos and I'm like, wait, that was like <laughs> yesterday. Like we – you know, COVID even like during that time, it didn't feel like that long ago, but it was. Like things are cha- – it's kind of crazy. Even like – what was I th- – like technology – like, people, uh, people's mindset around technology is changing so quickly. Like, it just feels like we're living in a world that's, like, really changing quickly with, like, how businesses are run. So that is making it feel a little spooky yeah. to me. Like, oh, wow. Time's going by. Constantly. I know.
0: I, we've had so many chapters in our business. And mm-hmm. I t- ho- until you just said that, I totally forgot that we spent two full years of our business in the pandemic. I mean... Mm -hmm. that is a time warp in itself so so yeah but the chapters i mean oak springs then we what did we do after oak springs Um, nothing pandemic
1: (laughs) oh yeah we were we we had no office because we could not meet in person and i think it felt like it's felt really kind of jaded this time period because i like when we started this i was like 28 and I was, like, I felt young and felt – and not that I'm, we're old now, but, like, it's interesting how different you're treated when you're in your 20s versus your 30s. And just, like, it could be your own mindset as well or my own mindset. But, like, I remember turning 30 and then all of a sudden, like, Gen Z was talked about so much more and I was, like, wait. Am I not the? Because we we got approached a lot for being like in your twenties, like young business owners, and I all of a sudden was like, oh wait, we're not we're not seen in the same way anymore. Like we're seen very differently. So I think that time was kind of has made uh, time feel a little weird to me.
0: (laughs) Totally, because we we did transition from being twenty seven into our thirties. Like as business owners, we were just talking to someone about this yesterday, and like what we did was. Kind of wild. I mean, we just like started a business at, at age twenty-eight, twenty twenty-seven, twenty-eight. And looking back, it's like, oh my God, I look at 27, 28 year twenty-year-olds as being such babies. Um but yeah. We were not twenty-seven, twenty-eight. What am I saying? I'm 34 now. <laughs> we
1: were I was twenty well, we yeah. were twenty. Like I remember when we started, we I was twenty-seven. I think you I was twenty eight, because I'm a little older. Yes, yes. But yeah, we were we were talking about this when we met, we were like twenty-five. Yeah uh 26 25 26 and then once we like actually decided to do this full time we it wasn't really i feel like we just kind of stumbled upon it because we had already bought prop, like we had bought a property before together before we became an actual business in san yeah. antonio so we were working together for a while and like throwing ideas back and forth and so i don't know it's just it was it's been, it's been a-
0: it's yeah. been a weird, a crazy, awesome. Yeah. And and really when <laughs> when I think about it, it it was a snowball effect of like, okay, we're gonna do this, we'll see how it goes. And then people really responded to it well. Like they were like, We need this. And when you figure out a need, which we kind of I mean, it, it was potentially intuition, but we we knew that this demographic of buyers was being neglected. Like we knew that there was a lot of people that needed this information that was that they weren't getting it because that's who we were. And we just – I don't i don't think I realized it was going to be as far-reaching and well-responded to or well-received as it was. Right. Yeah. And now, like, you're right. No one was talking –
1: was wanting to help the young millennial. No one was, like, wanting to teach them. It was very different. And now, lots of people – we can see all over Austin are picking up on this. I mean, now – and, like, I think – Sometimes we have to see that we see this as growth, but like people will use the terms that we've coined, like sneaky duplex. Like we saw a realtor post like a viral TikTok the or a reel the other day and he was like, sneaky duplex. And I was like, wait, I think yeah. that we did he get yeah. that from us and he confirmed it. He was like, Yes. And I was like, okay, like what we're saying is getting around to people and like other realtors are also using these tactics like to help other people yeah. get into homes and realize like how they can. Yeah.
0: yeah the <laughs> um, the so, yeah, creative strategies are more of a necessity now. And so people are turning to them and like turning to us and being like, "What? because a- I can't do this without some sort of income or some sort of creative ways. So it's it's been like really cool to be at the forefront of this in Austin, especially because it's such a – growing city and changing city I mean since I've been here moved here in 2007 it has changed so much and I don't like to be and I'm not I'm not a curmudgeon about that you know there's a lot of people that are mad about it but it is interesting to see that like people change and the attitudes change and real estate change it's just been it's been interesting to be in front of it yeah that's very true okay so okay. what are what are some of the your favorite lessons that you've learned
1: um From just start – I would say like having – Hmm, I would say that when you hire someone, it's not – like someone needs to manage that person. Like someone needs to be – like you can't just hire – like I think when we started, we were like renovating our office. We were working on our own projects, our own real estate projects, and we were also starting a business and – We were also realtors. So, and we were doing, we were working with a lot of clients. So we were just like working nonstop and we needed help and we did not have time to train help. So we just like found someone and was like, we need all of this (laughs) and you're on your own now. And like we didn't, I think we just didn't even have time to even process what like training someone would be like and like checking in with them like we we just didn't do that so I would say that was like the biggest thing is like like company morale growing a team all that like learning how to do it really well I think that is
0: a huge <laughs> yeah. lesson that yeah I just because you're good at selling real <laughs> estate doesn't mean you're good at being a leader and that's we that was exactly. a sharp sharp learning curve for us and like we weren't treating our company as a company at first we were treating mm-hmm. it as like we we need help we're frantically needing help you know and then we're going to hire someone and they can just like do what we told them to do on the first day <laughs> and yeah. yeah that's it's been interesting to like really go from that to a fully functioning business with systems and like payroll and all of that so I will say though I don't know what we should have done yeah <laughs> I don't know I <laughs> I <laughs> I mean we didn't go to business school we didn't have any experience, so we had we kind of had to learn the hard way. I think that we did what we needed to do. Yeah, and it was, which is kind of
1: frustrating because what if you're do- if you're start if you're doing a true startup and you're bootstrapping and you're not getting funding, it it almost forces you to do these kind of like, kind of n- not cruel but like kind of selfish things, like where you're like I, I have to do this, like I have to just hire in this way because otherwise it's going to sink. So like, I I just don't know what else, like, I guess we could have just hired a contractor, like found them a contractor who was like already doing something very specific that we needed help with. That could have been better because then we, they weren't needing to be managed by us. They would kind of just be managing themselves. And um, yeah, I think that would be the only other thing we could have done is like hiring contractors versus like an but you still employee. have to
0: manage those contractors we learned that too it's like we we have to make sure that they're pulling their weight and we have to give them feedback and it's been that's been challenging too and we did we spent a lot of money on help which i think was good but like not always the right help <laughs> like like we yeah. really gone through it with with contractors and also like consultants essentially so yes that's <sighs> true i think that's a good point, but we did learn. I mean, I don't think it's I don't look at it as t- as money wasted because it's it we learned from everybody that we talk that it, whether it's like this is not not what we need or this is like we're going to pick and choose what we need from this. Like it really it's been it's been super interesting. But like, along the way, the biggest failures were our biggest learnings. also in the in the beginning, it just
1: felt like so much. And we hadn't. Everything was super triggering. Everything was like emotional. It just felt really hard because it because we were doing too much. but I just don't know what else we would have we could have done. We could have like tried to slow down, but then we wouldn't have been able to scale like we did and we haven't even scaled that much and that's not our goal we're not trying to like take over the world we're literally (laughs) just trying to keep our team small and keep them happy and everyone get paid well like that and like teach people how to get into real estate creatively like that is what we're trying to do and like that (laughs) the beginning felt to me I don't know if it felt like that to you but like just very like like sink or swim like something could happen where we just yeah end. yeah totally
0: i mean there's some wild i don't know what the statistic is but businesses fail at a rapid pace and so feeling like oh we're young women and we're in this male dominated industry and you know it did feel like very tense at times like we need to make this work and we need to like do the, make the right choices and if we make the wrong ones we're over and it was a little yeah. bit more forgiving than that but yeah it was <laughs> But it felt yes. like
1: life or death, and it definitely wasn't. We are
0: not, yeah, doctors. <laughs> yeah. Or that's, that's, that is something that we. I think we do a good job of remembering that. Even with our employees, it's like we're <laughs> this is nothing is like that urgent that we like need to sacrifice our quality of life for it. Um, but but I do yeah. I do think that with our our trajectory, that was like part of the adjustments that we had to make. Like we. Like one of the hardest parts for us, I think, was trying to figure out like our simple business objective. Like we wanted to go bigger. And I was like, we got to, we have this amazing thing and it has traction and we got to like go. And then we tried it and it didn't really work. Or like it was a, a, a pivot point a little bit in towards a more local company.
1: Right. I think that's when we probably, that probably was the hardest time for us because we were trying to do something that wasn't working and we just kept trying to push it (laughs) and uh, yeah I think like that was that was a hard time because it it you know it kind of split our team and like it just felt like we were running two different companies um one local one national and I think when we both agreed like okay let's take it back to local like Why, if we haven't even like dominated this industry yet or like this area, why are we moving on? So, so yeah, like I think that really opened up more opportunities for us in general, because as soon as we did that, every like things clicked for us. Like we like hired someone that was like so aligned with our values and we just, it felt like more natural. We also got like reached out. By like so, so many production companies reach out to us, which is funny because we did start focusing on local, and that would be a very national reach. So it was funny that like as soon as we were like, no, 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 we need to just like step back, focus on this smaller, like not smaller, but just like more F- pointed focused, goal, yeah,
0: yeah, attainable focus. And the, like when you have simple, simple goals, like this one thing is what we're focused on and we can always bring it back to this, it just helps everybody on the whole team. So it's just, it feels so good to be like, okay, let's talk about this subject. Okay, wait, is this in support of our goal? No, okay, we don't have to talk about it anymore. It's like, it just feels so good and it feels like it's not emotional. It's data-driven. Yes, and it's something that like we have to, that's another
1: lesson is like, we have to be the leaders. We tried to push that, Out and because we were like again trying to focus too much on other things, and we're like, no, no, our role here is to manage and is to be the leaders of this company. Like we have to take that back, Uh, and that was like that was really hard too. It was a very hard situation. Yeah, Um, it was
0: kind of like trying to figure out like what a leader is to us and to our company, and we were under this assumption that. Yeah, we were just like the, the heads of the company, and we didn't have to be that involved. And everyone needs to like do their job under us and figure it out. But like, really, we've become a lot more involved in managing, and like, not in like busy work by any means, but like, is this is this shit pointed in the right direction on like kind of a more micro level? In general, we're just we're we're better leaders right now than we've ever been, and. We're also in the process of getting better. <laughs> like we're better right now than we ever have yeah. been. And tomorrow we'll be better than we ever have been. Like I think that w- that's what we realized we needed to work on. And we we hired a business coach that has been a huge game changer for us, truly. And like you said,
1: like you said, we're way more involved. Like we were getting into this mindset that we could like step back and like just it would run itself in like the culture would be good and we would just still have events and be like having fun. But like, we would just like show up too. like we would just show up and like someone else would lead this. And I was like, no, you, you have to take yeah. that back. And yeah, I think that's been, we, I think, I think we both thought that was going to be way harder than it was. Like it obviously is not super easy, but it we thought like that was going to have to involve a lot more of our time. And it it really yeah. hasn't, it's just being a little bit more thoughtful Planning like we have monthly all hands meetings that we're, you know, we are leading. Yeah, just having that mindset. It's like just shifting back to like, no, no, we are, we are in control of this company. How people are feeling. Like we need to make sure that that's yeah. on us. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think that that's focusing on the things that no one else in our company can do. So like the culture. Mm-hmm. The there's a there's some like being the faces of the company that no one else can do. That people want to hear from us, like not only our team, but like the public. And so the, we're trying to focus on stuff like that as well. But then otherwise, letting people stick to their expertise, like marketing and like uh, the agents, and really like, we can't do any of that stuff. Or, you know, we could, but we shouldn't because they are doing a better job than we could do. That's yeah. It. We hired <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and like, I will say, some friends work for startups that I know of and they really liked, like, I've, they've a, a few of them have worked at a kind of like the same startup for as long as I've known them maybe like four years and they used to love working there and what shifted was the leader the leadership it some they were bought out well even before that like the the, the head of the company kind of checked out and then they were bought out and like it just has their sales are down. Like, it's just – it's bad. So, I mean, I'm sure there's other factors for their sales. But, like, one – definitely low morale mm-hmm. in the company, high turnover, and low sales. So, it's it. – I've seen that firsthand just from, like, friends yeah. working
0: at startups. And I do think that our startup is unique because I think you're a startup for a while. You know, We're, we'll be a startup for maybe ever. But <laughs> – Like, we're not pushing our – we're not making our our employees work all – you know, when you think about startup culture, people just assume that you have to work Mm. all the time and you're really pushing it to get – to have it succeed. And we really want to prioritize a balance and, like, a quality of life. And so, ideally, our employees feel that as well. Like, we're not trying – we're not asking them to work 60 hours a week. Yeah, The goals we set are – are really yeah. attainable because we just know like
1: from other real estate brokerages, like their goals, like their numbers and how they're pushing. I'm like, we set a very, like we're, we want growth, but we're not trying to go, we're not right. being crazy. And I think in the startup, there is always like a little pressure just because like there's, there's such a small team, small margins, you know? So, but yeah, definitely not like if you're, if someone on our team is feeling bad, they know that they can slack us and be like, Hey, I'm going to probably be offline for the majority of the day. And we're like, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the culture piece has been so, so important and such a game changer for us. We actually, we had like a moment of where we were trying to outsource culture to an employee and it was, it was a really big struggle and our business coach was like, you cannot, it has to be from y'all. And so, so yeah, big, big realization there what has been your favorite parts
1: well this is top of mind because last night i went to one of our workshops every month our agents host a workshop that's essentially how to buy a house in austin and we go over creative strategies not only how to like not only the logistics of buying a house in austin but also strategies that our clients use that we use our team uses so i really i really love our education um i love like going to these workshops even though i haven't been in a while i was like steph and i used to do these workshops every month me and her and i remember being like kind of like dreading it like i don't want to do it today i'm tired it's wednesday at seven and then after like doing it being so inspired being so happy and excited and i felt that last night too i was like it's we're doing so much we are truly the best in austin like i i and we're always trying to get better like we're always that's that's always the goal and yeah that's so inspiring to me yeah, I love the, it yeah the
0: the topic of real estate and talking with people who are new to it or who who are excited about it or who are embarking on this for lack of a better word journey it's so infectious and it really does inspire like hope and excitement and people are like, I'm ready to go. Like this is, I'm changing my life for this. And when you buy a house, it does change your life. And so that energy is really amazing. I think that's probably that's probably my favorite thing too. Like though these, obviously the workshops are there. There are different tiers of like, okay, this is you know these people are in this specific place in their process. But like the women investors also so much energy. Like really really fun to have could create a space for people who don't have a space otherwise. So all of all of our events are really amazing.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Like every month we also host a woman investor meetup. And again, I'm always like, I I need to. And I was thinking about this. Why do I always like before an event? It's like I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want (sighs) to go. And then I get there and I'm like, ah, it's so good. It's so good. So if you're feeling (laughs) that way, too, and you haven't been to any of our events yet, like push yourself to try to go for like yes. 10 minutes, give yourself a goal. And you might be so surprised at like who you're meeting, who you're talking to. When you leave, you're probably going to feel like so yes. excited, just very happy.
0: I, I, um, I've you heard that so many people be like, I've been meaning to come to events. I'm like, "Yo, I really do it. And I think that there is like a, a social anxiety that we both feel about it, and then also, I mean, I, I use that that tactic. Like literally, when I go to Orange Theory or when I go to the gym, I'm like, oh, you know what? I can leave at any point. I can I reserve the right mm-hmm. to walk out of here, and I stay the whole time, every single time. And I'm so happy that I did. So I just I do feel like there's something about it where it's like really good for you. I mean, it's it's community. Community is really really important for your life, and I feel like we are cre- you know we're creating a community around real estate, but also around quality of life, like making your life what you want it to be. And I think that's more of the vibe that we feel when we go to these rather than just like we're pounding pavement and we're getting rich and we're, you know, we care a lot less about the money than we do about like freedom and lifestyle design and living our best lives. That's
1: so true. If me and Steph, I guess if we wanted to be like really wealthy, we would have continued being a realtor probably for a few more years Maybe even I mean, probably a few more years, kept that money, invested it, and like done something very yeah. hands-off. Like we we were making a <laughs> lot of money as realtors. Um, and then what we did though is step back, we cut our salary yeah. in more than half, um, <laughs> and like decided to run this company together. And and like are so much happier yes. for it. And our our the agents that are on our team they don't have to ever deal with yeah. what we dealt with. We dealt with – we were doing everything. Now we help them like, you know, with like clients like coming in. Like we we track that for them. We are emailing clients for them. We are helping them so much. We don't – they don't have to do all that marketing. They, don't, they just have to give like their clients the best customer service and the best education and leave them feeling like very educated, very
0: inspired yeah. and happy and like – we had to do all of that plus like be yeah, our own assistant that's actually a really good point <laughs> like we decided instead of continuing this unsustainable career that we had because i really do think that being an agent as we were and as 80 or as 99 of agents are as their own t- silo of a business is a- incredibly unsustainable and it creates burnout very fast. And so we decided instead to create a better job for ourselves and a better job for our agents because they don't have to do everything that we had to do. And so quality of life across the board is increased by, you know, double.
1: Yeah. And everything we we do pay a lot attention to detail to every aspect of our business. Like if we're adding something in, we're always thinking like, "Uh, is this going to be easy for the agents to do hard for the agents to do like who is doing what role like we we're trying to be very thoughtful of like and i mean obviously that doesn't always work but we are definitely trying super hard to make our agents roles and jobs like very yeah easy way better than ours because it was that was (laughs) i know unsustainable for Um, sure and
0: (laughs) and it's always it's always a work in progress or it is a work in progress we just rolled out a new like platform for agents to communicate with their clients and it's just it's organized it's value filled it's wild it's like everything where it needs to be it's really exciting and like we'll just get we're just gonna make it better we're gonna refine like whatever doesn't work there we're gonna take it off and then add what will make it better and it's just a really good experience for agents and for buyers and sellers yeah yeah Oh, so good. Um,
1: oh, okay. In our four years, I wanted to talk about how many clients we've helped buy or sell homes. Yes, and I looked this up number. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Holly did. Marketing manager. I uh, she looked it up and it. She was like, you know, we weren't always the best with we didn't we use different systems and whatever. But it's roughly around five hundred and fifty yes. people, which is amazing. I think that's like roughly around like one hundred. 27 people yep. a year or something like that.
0: Uh that, that somewhere tracks somewhere around that. That it just makes me feel so proud. That's a lot of people starting their real estate careers in the fact that they're getting they're investors now. And that's how we sell houses, is that even your first house is an investment because it is creating income or it's creating some sort of um, return on investment as far as quality of life goes. So yeah. I just—I'm so proud of it. I—I want to. So when we started, it was like we said, me and
1: Steph, and then we—it was—we had an employee that we hired that kind of just like, I think lasted like six months, <laughs> yeah. maybe. I—I I do not blame her. It was probably—it was shout definitely out to her. Definitely, we're probably.
0: sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we had um, Celeste who came on and was like, "Hey, I do event stuff, like." I like what you're doing. Can I help? And then like that rolled into, you know, a, a full event or a full time job with our company. So it was me. It was three of us. And that was like for what? Like a year? Yeah. A year. Maybe. Because it yeah. About about 10 months. Yeah. And then right <laughs> before COVID, we brought on three agent, two two agents, two agents. Well, I guess no, Alan was with us. He was like working as so Steph's uh partner, Alan, Uh, Because, of course, we were, like, running around. We needed someone to help us. So he started
0: doing some, like, I guess, admin agent stuff, realtor stuff He got his license, and, yeah, he was kind of, like, our showing assistant. Um, So that was our first, like, agent, essentially. And then March, early March of 2020, (laughs) um, it was kind of – we didn't search for agents. We weren't technically trying to bring people on that quickly, but – we had two people reaching out kind of consistently and like coming to our events and coming to our um, you know, just popping up here and there, responding to Instagram messages. And it was Jen and Sid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen or and- Sid. Yeah, they were they sought us out. Yes.
1: And that's kind of how we've well, not hired everyone, but for our realtors, I think that's how we how we've hired And how we want to continue is like someone who's like really following along, knows our brand, knows who we are, loves the messaging and want and really like wants to emulate that. So, yeah, they started with us and then we needed marketing help. We have Holly now. So I guess, okay, where are we now? We it is 2023. We have nine people on the team, including me and you. So it's me, you, Alan, Sid, Jen and and Mandy Brought on a a fourth agent, and they're all real estate investors themselves. They all like we just like love hanging out. Like it's kind of (laughs) you know it's 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 nice when we do team events because it's it's very fun. Everyone like I don't know everyone really gets along and it's it's great. Um, And then we have Holly, marketing manager, and Gracie, who it's at administrative specialist. And she really, like, her main goal is, like, making the team happy and making our community happy, which is in itself a hard
0: job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. She's uh, – there's not, not, nothing she can't do and she definitely doesn't have, like, the same week ever. It's always something different. mm mm-hmm. um, And our newest
1: hire is Preston. Um, yeah. And he's a new baby realtor and, and he found us through – TikTok, (laughs)
0: yeah, it's amazing. So, and he really he came to our holiday party. We invited everybody in our community, you know, including people who just follow us. And he started listening to our podcast and really like did his research. And he was like, "My dream is to work for y'all." And we were like, "Well, do you want to?" Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, now he's he's full on, and it's really exciting. So, yeah, that's that's nine of us, and then me and Christina, yeah, and. I lead sales and Christina leads marketing. And then we have like our other kind of smaller roles divided up. But it's been, I mean, we've really hammered down roles and who's in each seat and who's, you know, everybody is where they're supposed to be now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been great. And every, like we said, every day we're learning (laughs) how to be better as leaders. And yes.
0: Yeah. It's humbling. (laughs) <laughs> yes that is uh a great word for it <laughs> for every week um it is nice like there's no destination and i do think that like you already said this but we're just not trying to be a billion dollar company we're not trying to break records we're not trying to take over we're trying to like live really f- fun lives and make sure that our our company and our employees live really fun lives yes. and rich lives
1: yes that's that's so true i i Oh, I was—I should have saved this, but I was listening to a podcast, and it was someone I really admire, and I don't remember the, who it was now. But they were saying something about like businesses when when they are asked about a five-year plan or a ten-year plan, they're like, you know, I—it's I, kind of a hard question to answer because I don't really think like that you know like I I'm thinking of like right now and obviously there's growth and stuff but I think in like this capitalistic world obviously that we live in it's like grow grow get to the top and then and then you're like okay we're here what do we do keep growing go 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 and I think what we have finally figured out is we are yeah trying to have fun lives we want to do fun projects we want a fun community we want our team to be happy. We want to be happy. And like, how are we doing that? How are we, you know, maintaining that? And that's, yes. That's yes, the plan.
0: Yes. <laughs> not growing for the sake of growing. Yeah. Like that is not where why we're here. But and we love uh, we love goals. We love we love achieving them. But like not just for the sake of achieving them. Like we, we do have an end goal. And the end goal is to like have a community and enjoy living our lives. So it just feels good. It feels like and and. The fact that really throughout this whole thing, regardless of if we've strayed from like maybe our focus, we have always been aligned in that as co-founders. And so that is, I think, a a secret to our ongoing success as partners is like we're, we're very aligned and we always have been. Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's wonderful. Oh, well, that sounds like a good place to stop. Yeah. (laughs) Let's head into our therapy, our couples therapy. (laughs) Like we say that every time. Okay. And now off to our business coach. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. I'll see you soon. Sounds good. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye.